0: If you're planning to cut back on alcohol this dry January, Recess Zero Proof Craft Mocktails are the perfect alcohol replacement. Recess has meticulously crafted familiar favorites such as Lime Margarita and Grapefruit Paloma, allowing you to savor the flavors and experience of these cocktails without the alcohol content. Throughout January, my listeners can take advantage of a special offer and get 15% off the Recess Mocktail Sampler Pack at TakeArecess.com minimalist. Get 15% off recess mocktails now at takearecess.com slash minimalist so you can enjoy your favorite cocktails without the consequences. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making, so they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots, but they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of three living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. Eight years ago, Noelle Jett and her husband, Daniel, set out to build the house of their dreams by themselves. With Daniel's contracting background and Noelle's love for all things home, they masterfully built a gorgeous farmhouse and posted their progress on social media. She and Daniel, along with their four soon-to-be-five children, share their lives, do-it-yourself tips, cleaning and organization hacks, and much more with their audience. As for today's episode, we'll be hearing a few of her best tips for home renovations, keeping the process simple and stress-free. But as always, before we get to the conversation, if you haven't left a rating and review on iTunes yet, pause the episode. It'll take you 30 to 60 seconds to leave a rating and or review if you wish. That really helps people see us in the Apple iTunes charts. And I actually have no idea about all the other charts. So go leave them there. Go leave them on Spotify, wherever you're listening. I really appreciate it. As for my minimalist resource this week, I want to share a new book. It's the Bunk Bed Book. 101 Bunks, Lofts, and Cozy Nooks by Laura Fenton. You may remember Laura from episode 214, The Downsides of Small Space Living, and episode 174, Helpful Hints for Living Small. So I really love this book, not just because it's beautifully photographed, as was her last book, but it's just a practical source of information and inspiration for small space living. And I don't just mean if your home is small, I mean if your child's room is small or you're just getting some inspiration how to design a room with a bunk bed. So I think this would be perfect for a coffee table if you owned an Airbnb or a cabin or something like that fun, but also it is a great resource just for your own personal inspiration let me know if you check it out. So as for this episode, like I said, Noelle joined me to talk about home renovations. She gave just some of her most practical, best tips that she had in this area. I hope that if you're going through a home renovation or you've been considering one that some of this information is applicable to you. So let's get into it. Noelle, thank you so much for joining me today on the minimalist moms podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. Oh, absolutely. I can't wait to talk about home renovation. That's a topic we've never talked about on the minimalist moms podcast before. So I'm excited to pick your brain a little bit, but before we get there, why don't you go ahead, introduce yourself to the listeners. And I always ask this of everyone, do you consider yourself to be a minimalist? <laughs> yes, absolutely.
1: <laughs> so my name is Noelle Jett. I currently reside in St. Augustine, Florida with my husband, Daniel. We have four children with number five on the way do the end of the summer. And we work in renovations, DIYs, all that fun stuff. And yes, absolute minimalist. And I have learned that we've lived in a camper on two different occasions. And those two lessons, like everything that happened there taught me like, what is important, what I should have, what I don't need to have. And like, got me to a point that even I knew even when I have space
0: someday, I will never go back to the way I used to be. (laughs) All right. Well, let's talk about home renovation. First of all, how did that come about? How did you get into home renovation? So I was raised around home renovation. My dad completely took my childhood
1: home, tore it down to the studs and rebuilt it over the course of 20 years. Of course, they got it done just in time to start having grandbabies and sell it and move to Florida. But I was something I was just around my whole entire life. So very you know comfortable with it. So when I met my husband, he was in that line of work. He did flooring kitchen bathroom remodels, that type of thing. So that's what he did for business. So it was natural for me to just jump in and help him in his line of work.
0: I'm wanting to know just some of the questions that are coming off the top of my head are how do we overcomplicate this area? And then I just want to know some of your best tips for doing it in a simple, affordable way. So whatever question you want to take first, those are some, okay. I, I think the biggest thing you see with people
1: is just taking on more than they can chew. So instead of just being like, Hey, let's start with like a powder room or let's start with a pantry or something small. They want like the whole thing done. So they want the kitchen, the bathrooms, everything, the backyard, they want it all done and they want it done now. And you just get into so many expenses, unexpected expenses, they go over budget. And instead of just focusing on little areas and doing it as they can accomplish it, they just try to do too much and then it just ends up overwhelming and taking way more time and money than it has to.
0: That all makes sense. I definitely have noticed that with people that renovate their entire homes at once. I'm always just concerned for them, which it's really none of my business, but just concerned that it could end up being a complete money pit if something goes wrong or something doesn't end up in budget or what have you.
1: Absolutely. And problems are going to arise. And that is what we tell anyone that we work with, anyone that we coach, you're going to have issues. There's going to be problems. Expect that. If you know they're coming, when it happens, you're not like, oh my goodness, what is going on here? Instead, you can be like, ah, those issues, those things we knew were going to come up, that it's here. We see it. We got one of those out of the way. That's awesome. You know, let's get a solution and let's move forward. So instead of seeing it as a negative thing, see it as something
0: to be expected and something to work through. So Okay, does your work include going into other people's homes and helping them flip their own homes?
1: So, we have actually changed our line of work. So, okay. in the, for the past 12 years, that is what we have done. We've worked for clients, we have done remodels, we have done strictly work for the public. Once we built our own house, even though we had never built a house before, which is totally different than, you know, putting in some flooring or putting in new tile, we built a house from the ground up. No experience. Once we finished that, and then we ended up selling it last year, that completely just changed what we were doing with our lives. So now instead of um, taking on other clients and working on their projects, we're only working on our own projects. So we just finished renovating this 100 year old farmhouse, like took it all the way down to the studs, completely fixed everything. And then re- we like to call it restoring. It's definitely not just like flipping it, we restored it. We really just, you know, did it right. So that's what we're focusing on going forward.
0: Hey parents of young babies, is there a child with food allergies in your family? Does your child have a friend or a classmate with food allergies? Or do you know of someone close to you that has food allergies? If the answer to any of these questions is yes, then you know how scary limiting and anxiety inducing it can be to have to carry an EpiPen with you at all times or constantly just be on high alert when dining out, reading food labels, sending your kids to school, all of the things. Imagine a world without food allergies, where all foods are considered safe to eat for anyone, where there aren't nut-free schools or separate allergy-free tables at lunch. That's what we call food freedom. Evidence-based research, USDA guidelines, pediatricians, and allergists all agree. Feeding small amounts of common food allergens, like peanut, eggs, and milk, daily for six months or more, starting at four months, is important for babies to give them the best chance at a future of food freedom. That's why I'm happy to tell you about Ready Set Food. Ready Set Food was developed by an allergist and mom of two to make it easy, safe, and convenient to regularly feed babies low doses of the most common food allergens starting right from the bottle. Ready Set Food is a gentle guided system of products that takes the mess and stress out of introducing allergens. Head over to readysetfood.com minimalist and use code minimalist for 15% off your first order of ready set food and get your child started on the- no more stressful trips to the fitting room under fluorescent lights with armoire. You get to wear quality pieces without the hassle of adding to your wardrobe or paying designer prices. I'll say as a busy mom of three, I know the importance of treating myself to something special and armoire allows me to prioritize quality over quantity in my wardrobe. Plus, armoire is woman-founded and woman-led, so you can feel good about supporting a business that empowers women. If you're ready to have your dream closet delivered to your door, try armoire today. You'll never have to worry about finding the perfect outfit for any occasion again. If you're curious for some of the looks that I've chosen, check out my collaboration highlight on Instagram for a few of my favorite armoire looks. path to food freedom today. So what are the areas that you have run into that? Okay. I don't know how to ask this question because I'm wanting to know, is there an area that we can cut costs or like, what is a way that we can be more efficient with our money or what do we want to spend money on? Uh, do, does that make sense? Absolutely. So when you're looking at a project
1: First of all, there's going to be a difference if you're DIYing it or if you're bringing in a contractor. So when you're bringing in a contractor, just remember that every single trade is going to try to upsell you on something, right? So they're going to have a better quality product or a better quality finish they can do. But if you listen to every single person that comes in by the end of the project, you're going to be so far over budget. So you have to really prioritize what you want to spend your money on. And once the house is done, I mean, yeah, there are, or your project is done. There are some things that really can add value and longevity to your project, but really the things you're going to be looking at every day, those are the things that are going to matter. So your faucets, if you're like, if you're doing a kitchen remodel, your faucets, your countertops, your cabinetry, like those are the things that you're really going to use and abuse and see every day. So prioritizing your budget to those things instead of the things that you're not necessarily going to see every day, I think is really important.
0: That's kind of the one of the things that I think about being in a home that I don't necessarily know if it's our forever home, but it's like why wouldn't we make it the way that we want to live in it since we're living here? Because exactly. the last place that we lived, we didn't paint the walls until we were moving out, and it's like oh, I would have enjoyed <laughs> doing that. So I think it, you're right, focusing on the things that you notice regularly it, that that are significant to you. Yeah. Exactly.
1: Exactly. And she was just not worrying about the trends. Like there's so many people yeah. that will tell you, you know, like, Oh, you've got to do this or this and this, because it's on trends. Like there's a, there's accounts and, you know, blogs and sure. magazines will tell you like these are things that aren't in trend for 2022. But if you love it, if it is something that brings you joy and makes you happy to see it, then do it. Especially if you're not planning on selling anytime
0: soon, do what you love and enjoy your home. Oh, Absolutely. So what is another tip that you have for us that will help simplify this process? Mixing and matching price points. So not being afraid
1: to put something really high end with something very low end. So this last house that we just did, we had you know these beautiful like $20,000 countertops with the little pendant lights from Amazon that were like 100 maybe $150 for both of them. The faucet, you you know, was really inexpensive. I think I got all of my finishes off of Amazon. The pools, like they looked identical to the ones in my old house. If you felt them, you would feel the weight difference and know that they're different quality, but just looking at them, you would never know. So not being afraid to do those really high end appliances, countertops, cabinetry, whatever, and then pull in the cheaper stuff to save you money. And it's still going to look just as nice.
0: Yes. With the accessories, a lot of those you're seeing at a distance anyways. So that makes a lot of sense. Uh, How do you decide what to make quality over quantity? In regards to quantity, I mostly just mean that we're not going to have to replace this in the next five years. So for a quick example, a lot of us love to go to Ikea and especially the way that they have the store laid out, it is very appealing to the eye. But a lot of that material is not likely to last five to ten years whereas you could go to an antique shop and find solid wood furniture that has lasted already longer than that and will last far beyond something like ikea obviously there's a price point that matters here too so what is your opinion when it comes to quality over quantity
1: Depends on what your long-term goals are and what your budget looks like. If you don't have the budget to do cabinetry, that's going to last, you know, 20 years, then if you need to go for the Ikea, knowing in five years, we're probably going to have to replace some of this or we're selling it and we're probably not going to be here in five years anyway, then go for the lower item. Like someone like my husband would die if I told him I wanted to put Ikea cabinetry in my house. Like that's just how he thinks like in his mind, you know, quality is still important but it just depends on what your long-term goals are and what your budget looks like now versus what it's going to be in like five years. So if you just go into it knowing like, Hey, these are cheap fixtures I'm putting in here in five years, I'm going to have to replace these, Mm -hmm. but you're saving so much money for five
0: years worth of wear and tear that Mm -hmm. that may make total sense. Yeah. I'm just looking at the difference between, I guess you're right. Like the goals, what is the goal that we have for this home? And maybe you can't fully predict that, but I guess that does help you to be more intentional if you really can talk that through. Exactly. And just knowing like, Hey,
1: you like, say you do, you buy land and you're building your forever home. You know, this is our forever home, but we're on a budget. However, in five years, our financial situation is probably going to be different. So what we can afford now And in five years, if we have to redo it, so be it. But another thing that I really do myself is secondhand stuff. Mm -hmm. So like we've been able to buy like full kitchens on Facebook marketplace before. Like someone has a flood job or something where they rip their entire kitchen out and they sell the cabinetry and you can just put it right into a home and it's really nice and high end and you pay a fraction of the cost or like you said, antiques and repurposing them in a way that you love. And it's still the high quality wood, but you're not going out and paying, you know, $10,000 for a custom built cabinetry piece.
0: Absolutely. No, I'm all about the second hand and Facebook. Oh yeah. (laughs) We love Facebook Marketplace. Yeah, for sure. If you have
1: like a, um, uh, what's the, the, uh, Habitat for Humanity. If you have one of those, they have those stores where builders and contractors get like a tax discount if they donate their materials. So anything they have left over from their builds, we have a massive one here in Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. And you can get anything like fixtures, toilets, toilet seats, showers, tile, whatever. You can go yeah. in there and get it for a fucking price.
0: I'm wondering if estate sales, you could go, I mean, I guess that's more furniture and maybe lighting, but that not cabinetry and different appliances and stuff. Like yeah, that. We, I've never really found a whole lot on at estate sales for, for
1: cabinetry and things like that um so facebook marketplace or and and also don't be afraid to look outside of your region so we yeah. use uship.com and i've gotten things from like california before and then oh, they wow. just you put it on uship like hey this is what i want delivered okay. it's coming from california coming to my zip code and random people that happen to be making that trip anyway will bid on it and they'll say hey this is how much we'll charge you to bring that over for oh. you and you can either say heck yes i'll do it or you can just say never mind it's not worth it and okay. we've had several, like some vanities brought over that way. My really cool apothecary dresser I had brought over that way. Um, so just thinking outside of the box
0: or make a red trip and go get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, I will say with the estate sales, I was brainstorming while you were talking and yes. my cousin went to an estate sale and got this really cool armoire. And then she put it in her bathroom as this, like mm-hmm. the sink bowl mm-hmm. is on top of it. So you could do something like that thinking outside the box, but absolutely. Well, Noelle, thank you so much for coming on and giving listeners and myself all of this great advice. Where can listeners find you if they want to connect with you online, shoot you some questions? And also, you are an author and you wrote a new book. So where can they grab a copy of your book? So our book is called
1: From the Ground Up, and it's available anywhere that books are sold And we are Jet Set Farmhouse on all platforms, which is J-E-T-T, our last name, and set, like the Jet family, except the Jet Set, (laughs) Set JetSetFarmhouse.com.
0: Perfect. Well, as we wrap things up here, I'm going to ask you the two questions I ask every guest. And the first one is, what is a beneficial resource that you would like to share with the listeners? Um, One thing that surprised us
1: is YouTube. Like when we were building our house anything that we didn't know how to do. Like the the first big thing that we didn't know how to do was cut a tree or it's called felling a tree. And my husband went on YouTube and watched like three or four hours worth of how to fell a tree. And he went out, got all his equipment and cleared our entire property for free, basically just yeah. watching YouTube videos. And I believe DIY is the biggest topic on YouTube. So that's where people are going for information. So these renovations we've been talking about, if you want to take something on for yourself, you can literally go on there and learn everything you need to learn about whatever project you're thinking about taking on. So don't be scared to jump on YouTube, figure it out for yourself and try to take on something that may seem very daunting.
0: That's what my husband does. If we need something fixed in the house, he'll always YouTube it first to see if he can do it himself. So it's funny that you shared that because the guest I just recorded with, I mean, right before I got on with you, her resource was YouTube as well. Are you
1: serious? Yeah, that's well, so funny.
0: All the, all the good minds know. <laughs> yeah, for sure. All right. Well, lastly, what is something that you can't stop talking about? Oh, goodness.
1: Um, it's funny. I think it's been brought up on every podcast in different ways, but Malden sea salt flakes. I love salt. Like one of my yeah. earliest memories in life is going up the St. Louis arch, eating a little packet of McDonald's salt out of my hand and choking on it. But I love, I've always loved salt That's and awesome. these Malden sea salt flakes. They're just so good. They add so much texture and flavor to all of your food. And okay. like, maybe just cause I'm pregnant, I'm like obsessed with it right
0: now on Amazon or where do you get these? I get a three pound bucket on Amazon every six okay. months. I've been learning a lot more about salt too. And just how, if you're trying to eat a clean diet, you don't actually get as much salt as your body needs. And so you actually need to make sure you're adding salt to your food as, yeah. much, as, you Not as much as you can, but just, yeah. yeah, I found that very interesting, but all right. Well, Noel, thank you so much for joining me today. This was really fabulous. I appreciate your time today. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. What did you think of the episode? I invite you to keep the conversation going at minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find links to the Instagram account, Facebook page, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.
1: At Parker, our purpose is simple.